Welcome to the first episode of the That's Rank podcast. podcast where we attempt to do something which has never been done before in the areas of pop culture, sports, or any form of entertainment. Ever. We rank things. From three to one, we get it done, you know. Sometimes five. Sometimes seven. <laughs> sometimes seven. <laughs> Maybe even ten. We're going to try and refine it from them. Uh, we don't want to do 18. We're not going to do top 18 anymore. No. <laughs> that, one, that one time we did it. That one, it almost killed us. That's it. Now... Top three. Top three. So for those who don't know, Robin Liam here from the Spontaneous Miscellaneous Podcast, formerly known as, we've now... Hope It's a Trap. Also also yourself, Hope It's a Trap, that's true. So that we're, we're literally, well, that's rank, a.k.a. Spontaneous Miscellaneous, a.k.a. AKA Hope It's a Trap. Hope It's a Trap, yeah. I feel like after a while, though, you, the, the last one starts to push out. Yeah, the last that, one's long gone. That would be an, an idea. So, I mean, just to give you folks out there mm. an idea of what we're doing here, we're ranking things. And then we're not just going to rank, I guess. I mean, we will rank things like music, yes. songs. Of course. Music and songs, same thing. <laughs> Films, television, books. But broader ideas as well, aren't we? I think so. And then we're going to put it out to everybody as well. So yeah. eventually we're going to diversify our ranks to things that you want to hear as well. That's right. And you know what? If someone says, rank your favourite three... Uh, amigos. Uh, amigos. I'll be Top like, three, I'll be like, I'll be like Martin Short number one for sure. And but we may, like, I think, to carry on the point. Mm. You know, we're going to rank things like top three shapes. Yep. We're going to rank top three collective nouns. Now, top three shapes in terms of the actual shape, like a triangle, rectangle, and also like, the lovely biscuit. Like the biscuit, we can do both. Of we those can do things. both. We can do both of those things. Or, We've got an endless realm. What we'll do is the the week that we do shapes. Yeah. Because that's one very important thing about the That's Rank podcast. Yeah is we don't discuss our lists with each other beforehand. We've got no idea what we're bringing to the table. So how we interpret that list is completely up to us. So That's the right. week that we do shapes, I might be like, number three, rectangle. Number two, chicken crimpy. Mm. You know? mm. Although, let's be real, chicken crimpy would be number one. The, the day right. those products were taken off the line yeah. was a sad, sad day. That could be a that's rank. Yeah, well, we, the, not, the, not, our favourite things that have been taken out of production. That's right. But we also want to get your ideas as well. So we, we have three ways. Well, currently three ways that you can let us know your ideas, and they are Twitter at that's rank pod, and we've, we've started to tweet. We well, we have yes, yes. So we want you to find us because uh, we don't have any followers right now. No zero. So once we hit three, <laughs> we'll actually have an episode called Top Three Twitter Followers, <laughs> and you get some shameless self promotion. So jump on that one. Yeah, who doesn't want that though? That's an opportunity of a massive, massive podcast like the That's Rank Podcast to be one of the f- <laughs> the first to be mentioned by name. From small acorns to big trees grow, Liam. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful mm. sentiment. It's a beautiful sentiment. From small bricks to big houses to big mansions. roads to big journeys happen. Small steps take you a long way. <laughs> top three, <laughs> top, top three uh, idioms. Idioms that and you've butchered. Yes, top, top, top three <laughs> You can see the potential. We're literally like, ne- with an endless stream of rank things to rank. I think that's kind of taking that like essence from spontaneous miscellaneous as well. The kind of um, mm, mm, like the banter and stuff like mm, that, but also mixing it into one central focus, mm, which is just ranking beautiful things, mm, ugly things, 
And it was a feature of the Spontaneous Mysteries was. podcast, wasn't yeah. it? Well, I actually truly think about looking back, it was like we, we, we kind of had a, an adventure, an adventure through all the different... Um, yeah, journey. A journey, and we, we thought to ourselves, you know what, that's rank. We settled on that's rank. We did. We didn't settle on it. We chose it. We strong. found it. We found it. <laughs> we found that's rank. Well, I'll tell you what I like about ranking things. What's that? Is that it's kind of pointless. But by being pointless, mm-hmm. it's powerful and it's fun. I agree. Because say, for example, your top three movies. Yes. I don't actually have a, a solid top three films. Like it changes throughout history. You would actually have to see more than three films in order to have a list. <laughs> 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 but my point being, it changes throughout and it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if it changes throughout. It's actually just fun. Well, like burrowing into little kind of niche subjects and, and, and talking about them. So it's, it's a pathway. Yeah. The discussion, and that's right. And this is things we can like we can visit in a year or two's time when this is when we're still rocking out the That's yeah. Right pod. Yeah, we can go back and we can go to our movies episode and we can go like, let's see if that's changed at all. See, that's true. We can revisit. Yeah, we can re-rank. We can re-rank. <laughs> that's rank re-rank. That's rank re-ranked. Yes, it's perfect. I like it. Uh, also, that's rank pod at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and that's rank pod on Instagram, which I literally set up thirty seconds ago. Just now. Yes. May not be a lot of content. Uh, literally nothing. I've put the, there's not even a, uh, a profile picture. There's nothing at the moment. The um, the other two are definitely much more established currently. <laughs> um, I've taken out my camera. I'm recording Liam right now, and this is going to be our first Instagram post. It's a video, Liam, so you can uh, move. <laughs> Liam right now is in a fixed position. Oh, he's just moved. I thought, I, I, thought I, I, I did think it was a picture. <laughs> It's like your old grandma at the, uh, she's like, oh, how do I use this? How do I use this little thing? It's like, oh, grandma's taking a 14-minute video. Thanks, granny. I love, it. I love those things. So what are we doing? This is our, first, our first that's rank. Ooh, well, for our first that's rank, we're actually going to go a little bit beyond. A bit beyond? I'm going to go a bit beyond conceptually speaking. Okay. And we thought it could be fun, mm-hmm. you know, to go back a little bit in time. We have to go back to go forward sometimes. So we have to go back Life to go Life is just forward. a big old game of rugby. And sometimes to look at where we are now, we have to go back and look at where we once wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So tonight we are going to be ranking our top three things we wanted to be as children. Oh. Or no, well, I didn't actually specify that. No, you didn't. I? Just top three <laughs> things we wanted to be when we were younger. Correct. Is that right? Well, that makes more sense. But younger is very subjective. Younger is a big, that could be yesterday. Correct. <laughs> Thankfully you changed it. <laughs> when, we, when we were younger, I think is, is, is a good one. When we were younger. Yeah, because... Yeah. At the end of the day, children is very... I actually had to go back and really rack my brain to mm. think about what I wanted to be. I actually went to my mum. I said, mum, what, what, what did I want to be when I was a kid? Yeah. She was like, I don't, don't remember. I was very busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things which seemed like the world to you at that time, but to your parent, they're just like, yeah. I've got the chicken on. I'm trying to feed you. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through the day without uh, killing you. <laughs> Give me a break. There's actually one thing that I think we really stress about being a parent. Because, I mean, when I, when I had my greyhound, I was worried about her 24-7. Mm, mm, and mm. she was an old greyhound that I'd had for like a year and a half. And I was yeah. like, to the vet! Every time yeah, she'd that's like... That's it. Imagine an actual human being in your Oh, care. I don't know how I'd... I'm sure you'd kind of adjust to it, but I think I'd be a ball. A ball of nerves all the time, I reckon. You'd be a helicopter a helicopter dad. What's that? A helicopter dad's when like... A, or a helicopter parent is just when like you're just constantly... Just hovering around your child, oh. like just constantly, just trying to like protect or guide or sure, okay. you know, be there at every possible moment. See, I, I'd, I'd hate to be that kind of parent as well. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be that kind of parent. I think you'd actually be pretty relaxed. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I get there, yeah. If I get there, 
By age three, they'd be getting your beers out of the fridge. If <laughs> <laughs> you put them to work. Mm-hmm. Top three, top three names that we're going to give our kids. We're going to, we're going to put that in the list. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write top, it down. I'm going to write it down. And this, this is the beautiful thing about that, Frank. We can just think, of, think about things on the fly. I'm opening up my pad and I'm going to make a separate sheet at the back. Okay. Episode idea. Mm-hmm. So, this is actually the beautiful thing about this, though, because we can literally. I think you and I have a good enough chemistry together to literally rank anything. If someone said rank your could. three favorite breads, I reckon we could do it. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, and not, In not fact, e- I relish the opportunity to rank my three favourite breads. <laughs> three favourite butters would be more of a challenge. That would be more of a challenge. Mm. And, and you know what? And making a podcast out of that would be very, very challenging yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have to expand to three, top three spreadables. But today we're going to be doing um, our top three things that we wanted to be when we were younger. Yes, that's true. Um, now, we haven't discussed this yet either. Structure. But uh, yes. Correct. The structure I, of the podcast. I think we do. <laughs> Let's rank it, yep. and then we'll do honourable mentions at the end. Before number one? At the end. At the very end? At the very end, honourable mentions. That's interesting. Mm. Why at the very end? Just because of the honourable mention I've got on my... <laughs> oh, so it's, it's, it's a purely selfish choice. I just choice. want to leave it for the end for tonight. Okay. We, can, we can go early. We can go early. We can go anytime. What would you like to do? Well, it would make more sense to, my, to do it first, in my mind, just because, obviously, once we get number one, that's meant to be our climax. Let's do let's do honorable mentions first then. You can. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Uh, I'll save one till last. Just save that one. Just that you save were, the one. I'll yeah. save it till last. Okay. I, I, As I'm, a special occasion. I'm intrigued to know why it's not in your list though, and you want to put it last. It's very unless it's. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find. We'll out. find out. I'll explain. Shall so, we get into it? We shall. So, um, who, who would like to? Should I go first? You go first, Liam. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with my honorable. Honorable mentions. I'm going to do my three straight up because I don't have a surprise secret one at the end, which I'm so intrigued about. You've got me right away. You're going to get – oh, you got three honorable mentions? Okay. I do, I do, Please I do. do. Young man, growing up, I didn't, sure. I didn't have many friends. Right. You know, I had a few, a couple. Mm. But my mm. friend was Alex the Kid. Now, do you know who Alex the Kid is? I do not. Alex the Kid is this guy. <laughs> and for, for the listeners at home, I'm showing Rob a massive tattoo on my breast. <laughs> Alex the Kid is a Sega Master. Very hairy child, I must say. <laughs> it's, it's it's a Sega Master System game. Ah, back when I was a six year old boy, mm-hmm. uh, I got uh, the Sega Mega Drive. No, nope, mm. not even that. Sega Master System Two. Right. And Alex the Kid started my my love of video games, and Alex the Kid was like my best friend. So growing up, I really wanted to be a video game designer uh-huh. because I wanted to give that same kind of joy and yeah. and love to. And then I realized I wasn't creative in the slightest, so I kind of gave up on that one pretty quick um <laughs> that was when i was really young moving on to when i was like maybe early teens yeah i really wanted to be a zoologist ah yes um mostly because i just love animals and then yes. i really the reason i gave up on that dream is because i realized that being a zoologist and like liking to go to the zoo uh-huh. are two very different things <laughs> <laughs> You go to the zoo and enjoy the animals yeah, just yeah, fine yeah, from behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to see those the people playing with the penguins. I'd be like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Not realizing there's a whole yeah. you know, university degree you've got to do before you can do that. 100%. You can't just jump in there and be like. Can't just jump in there, my friend. Can't you, just jump in there. Start playing with the animals. You can. You can. People have died. <laughs> people have died doing, <laughs> doing that. They generally put walls up now to stop that from happening. In the 70s, the zoos didn't have those because no one would jump in. People, people are getting dumber. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And, um, and when I was older again. Honorable mention number three, uh, Casino Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Just small aiming, aiming for the stars. Yeah, and you reach the sky. Why not? When was this? When did you want to be a Casino Tycoon? 
my fascination with not gambling. My fascination, my fascination with um, Las Vegas and gambling probably started when I was like seventeen. Uh-huh. I think so. I was uh-huh. you know late teens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, went to the casino when I turned eighteen. I never went clubbing. I never did any of that kind of stuff. I yeah. went to the you were to Ray the Otter and Goodfellas. You know, yeah. Exactly. All my life, I wanted to be a good fella. Exactly right. No, I, it's it's something that I really kind of. What was that show that used to be? It was a show called Las Vegas. It was like, oh, uh, yeah. um, and I used to watch it all the time, like on repeat, because that lifestyle just seemed so ritzy and so yeah, cool yeah, yeah. and just like. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I yeah. can see that. There's a glamour. There's a glitz and glamour yeah. to the casino life. I think it's actually kind of interesting, like, because now that I think about it, yeah. I actually have a lot of honourable mentions. And the fact that my my goals in life changed a lot. Sure. You now, when I was real young, I wanted to be a mechanic. Ooh. For a while. Mm-hmm. And even at a young age, I think I was wise enough to realise that mechanics didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> so change had happened pretty quick. An astronaut was one that I wanted to be. Okay, wow. And then, uh, then Apollo 13 came out. I was like, uh, no, I don't want to be an astronaut anymore. Uh, a marine <laughs> biologist, you know, when I was a teenager. Yeah. Because I imagined, you know, working and living on a beach, you know, just like living the dream. Not realising that you do that entire job underwater. <laughs> um, an astronomer. Okay, I wanted to be an astronomer after the film Contact. Okay, Dad. but then you realise, and then you go, "What do you, what do you be when you want to be an astronomer?" And I realised there's a theme for all my ideas, right? So, astronomer was one after watching Contact, and you're researching, like you just sit in a room staring at a computer, looking at data, basically. If you're an astronomer, yes. Then the film Twister came out. Yes. Then I wanted to be a storm chaser. Okay. And then I realised that to be a meteorologist, you just sit in a room, look at computers, and and look at data. Who's in Contact? Uh, Jodie Foster. I wasn't Helen Hunt. I was about to ask if you had like a Helen Hunt kind of a... Helen, Helen Hunt vibe. A bit of a crush on Helen Hunt when well, you were... Well, it looked like, like I did. Okay, fair but enough. But that didn't influence my career decisions. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Less. Uh, so a lot of my mentions and a lot of my career goals in life have come out of my love for cinema. Oh, there you go. And that's going to be a bit of a fan coming through. Well, let's do it. I'm let's gonna, do it. I'm going to start with my number three. Okay. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Number three, professional wrestler, oh yeah. The macho man Randy Savage really threw my life when I was a young boy, oh yeah. The cream of the crop always raises to the... T- Number three is a professional wrestler. So... Excellent impersonation. Well, I think, thank you. Mm. Thank you. It hurts my throat every time I do it, <laughs> but it's good. Number three, professional wrestler. When I was younger, mm. I'd say probably around about... Oh, how old was I? Probably 13 or 14. Mm. I just mm-hmm. fell in love with professional wrestling. Mm. I think it was that formative years where, you know, the Jerry Springer's, that shock jock TV was like massive. Yep. Jerry Springer, wrestling, Girls Gone Wild, mm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Yep. 14, I know. <laughs> formative. But something about wrestling really got me. It yep. really, really hooked me in, and I don't know really what it was about it. I'm not sure if it was the spectacle, it was like the... Uh, the glitz and the glamour of the of the showmanship, if mm. it was the the violence. But what started as this like obsession with the attitude era of wrestling yep. kind of evolved into this love for everything that was about it. I used to, you know, take sickies from school and then go down to the local video store and buy old WWF Coliseum VHS videotapes. Right. And sit there and just watch them on repeat. Mm. And I'm talking like, you know, nineteen eighties Mid eighties, mid nineties, mm-hmm. early nineties. I used to just, just involve myself in this this world. Now, can I ask? You may. 
in the scope of this dream that you were having, you're watching the content. Because I, I, I mean, I've enjoyed wrestling as well. Sure. Um, in and out, but I've been fasc- I'm also fascinated by the behind the scenes side of it, which I know you are too. Like yes. We, like we're, it's an interesting world, full of interesting characters. But this is my question. Yes. Did you form a character in your mind as to who your wrestling persona would be? So I created a lot of stuff for my wrestler. I had a finishing move, <laughs> um, a finishing move that I had performed on a mutual friend. Mutual friend um, for during uh, during our first year of university, or my first year of university, anyway. Yeah. We had to film like an instructional video, right. and my instructional video was how to perform my finishing move, <laughs> which is like a mixture of the F five and the stunner, which I very cleverly called the funner. <laughs> so I, I, know, I know what the stone cold Steve Austin stunner. Yes, what's the F five? F5 is a move that Brock Lesnar does, right? So Brock Lesnar right. gets like the person up on their shoulders like in a fisherman's carry yeah. and then literally just fucking launches them feet first and then just drops them on the floor. It's a very impressive move and right. Brock Lesnar's a very strong man. A lot of height. So he pushes them up and then he smashes them into the ground from yes. high above. That's right. So I did that. I kind of took that fisherman's carry. The funner. The funner, yeah. <laughs> Terrible name. Terrible. That's all right. That's great. Pushed it back. Instead of pushing the, the person forward off my shoulders, I pushed them back, held onto their head, and then just went, dropped to a knee, head into the shoulder. Spectacular. Mate, the crowd went wild. So, and you did this to somebody. To what me? happened? Um, I can't remember if that was the time I made him bleed from the mouth or not. Um, was that the day of the acquired brain injury? That's <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Lawsuit's ongoing. I can't talk about it. can't talk about it. Well, you may, hold on. You made him bleed from the mouth? I think that might have been at summer camp, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, we had yeah, wrestling yeah. matches at summer okay, camp as well. Yeah, okay. Um, you guys are pretty good. I've seen you fake wrestle before. Yes. Or wrestle. How so, dare you? Sorry, I said the F word. I'm sorry. Oh, dear. My bad. So my handle on a lot of the PlayStation, like if you like if you play me on PlayStation, yeah. or my my handle is PJ Armour. Right. So PJ Armour. Was, that was your character's name? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you say it quickly, it sounds like... Pajama. Yeah. Love it. This yeah. is amazing. This is really this is really good. Yeah. Trademark this right now. Trademark this right now. Well, I'm pretty sure that's rank pod limited TM PM Pyjama is mine. You can't take it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got so it's, good. it's it's two initials. Like the, yeah. the the coolest wrestlers had like initials, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. CM Punk, for example. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And armor is just like it sounds really tough and cool, yeah. 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 So yeah, just page- battle. You, you dress exactly right. Dress battle. for battle. That's right. Did you have um like? A, and what were you what were you wearing? Was there a combination of PJs and armor? There is now. I actually never got that far. Did you know, so I, <laughs> I had some of it. I had some of it worked out, but a mixture of PJs so and good. armor would be so fun. good. You would literally come down like we're just wearing pajamas, wearing pajamas bottom and like a, like a steel knight's helmet maybe, and yeah. maybe holding a shield. Yeah, PJ armor. I'd and come, what song would you have? I'd come down all sleepy, and then as soon as the bell rang, <laughs> I'd put the helmet on and be like, Rah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You would have a shield in one hand and like a fluffy teddy bear in the other? It's Peter Armand! He's come to wrestle your mama! Bring the drummer! Yeah, PJ Armour. You come out here talking a lot of trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is seriously, this is seriously like quality. This is like, 
WWE standards. I'm just going to say. Oh yeah, you know? I'm sure they'd be WWE glad to hear standards. that. They would. They would love to hear PJ Armour. <laughs> they, 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 they've got no. That's what I appreciate about WWE. Yeah, yeah. Is that they know exactly who they are. Oh yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Oh yeah. They're under no illusions whatsoever. None. And no, no line is too low. You know, they'll always go for the cheap laugh, and we love the cheap laugh because that's what the that's what the that's what the crowd wants. You know, it's it's a um, what is wrestling? It's the what are the what are the shows that used to go around the carnival? Carnivals, yeah, it's the carnival. Well, because you know that's how wrestling started. It was a carny. It was a carny thing. It was a carny thing. It was a carny thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like it's been its roots go back to the nineteen hundreds. It's like insane. Yeah, like how far it goes back. Everyone thinks it's like this thing that started in the in in southern America in the 1970s, but yeah. it's actually been going back to France and all that kind of stuff. Really? Like early 1900s France. Is pantomime. Like, exactly. More or less, that's what it is, right? Just a violent pantomime. It's a violent pantomime. I used to I used to mimic a lot of the, my wrestling uh, idols back in the day. My biggest idol being Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Because um, obviously he was uh, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. He was very versatile in his characters, but he'd also, he'd also put his body through a lot. And he so, did, he did. And this is, this is the kind of voyeuristic side of, of wrestling as yes. well. Like, even if you're not into wrestling, some people still... Like, they made that film, The Wrestler. Yes. Because a lot of people from the outside, I think, look at it and like, what is this world, you know? It, it, what, what are they doing? Like, it's, it's out of the norm. It's yeah. out of the ordinary. And it's a bit voyeuristic. It's a bit like, let's see people injure themselves and do crazy stunts. And that's, what it, that's kind of what it was, um, literally up until not even a decade ago, probably. Like, yeah. in the last decade, it's really kind of reformed itself into being a lot more safe... I guess with with, um, with the whole with CTE bloody concussions <laughs> ruining it for everybody. <laughs> but yes, there's actually a re- famous wrestler called um, not Dirk Nowitzki. Very famous, very famous, <laughs> very famous. His name again is Chris Nowitzki. Chris Nowitzki, not Dirk Nowitzki. Chris right. Nowitzki. He wrestled for a hot minute in the WWF and then had to stop because of concussions. And now he's like one of the 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 lead kind of um, advocates for CTE. Right. Um, in all sports, like um, NFL, the whole across the board. I didn't care about the concussions when I was a kid watching the wrestling. Nobody did. No. Nobody did. It was one of those things, wasn't it? So let me tell you my journey from there. Because I, I researched becoming a wrestler myself. Did you? I did. There was precisely one school in Perth at the time. It was a, a local federation called EPW. Now, EPW is still going today. Yep. Um, it's a very uh, successful Perth promotion. Uh, they managed to get people in from like the old uh, indie stars and people who have left WWF and stuff like that. WWE, sorry, have come over to to wrestle here. Or well, they get people who have left the WWF, like marine biologists. You're correct, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're completely lost. <laughs> they're like, well, this is not what I signed up for. And next minute, they're getting close line to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but they um they're still going today, and they still mm. have they still have like their wrestling school. I'm sure has an actual ring. It didn't back then. Right. I go to the website. It's like come to our wrestling school, and they literally had gym mats. Yeah, as their as their ring, right? Got to start somewhere. You do, not me. I stopped right there. <laughs> I stopped for a number for a number of reasons. For a number of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was that my my physical limitations, especially with my back, were not going to allow me to. How old were you? Oh, 16. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I fractured three vertebrae when I was nine. So did you? Yeah, yeah, fell off some monkey bars. Damn. Yeah. So I didn't find out for four years later when I went through my growth spurt and I had really bad back issues and they took a, an x-ray of my spine and three of my vertebrae were the wrong shape. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that um, yeah, still Al to this day. <laughs> you had one of those horrid wrestling injuries before you became before, the wrestler. Before I was a world but, famous. I mean, but th- does that give you some kind of street cred in the wrestling world? <laughs> like you walk around like I got a fractured. The back. only way I would get street cred in the wrestling world is if I worked through that pain and I took a copious amount of drugs and worked through it and, and went out and there and performed your, and risked every your variability night. to walk, mate. Dark. If if you're interested in listening to some really fucked up stories about wrestlers, Dark Side of the Ring on SBS on Vice gives you a really interesting insight into what they used to do to themselves in the 70s and 80s yeah. uh, just to just to perform. Unpaid promotion there, people. But if you work for Vice, we'd be happy to be paid happy, for that promotion. Happy to join, <laughs> happy to join the team. Um, um, I, I realized from that day that I wasn't going to be a wrestler. And also because when I was at high school, not even a year later, uh, I was wrestling with some friends in the gym yep. on, on, a, on a, a very similar style of mat. And we did a move and I landed on someone's head. And I, uh, they lost feeling in their body. What? And thankfully they were okay. Oh. Uh, For a second there I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Where is this story going? No, thank, thankfully he was okay. But at the time it was the most petrifying thing in my life because, yeah, he was just like, I can't, I can't move. I can't feel anything. And in that moment, so you're at a school. Yeah. And you may have paralyzed a friend at school. Correct. Is the one thing you're thinking of at this stage, at this point, like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be so much trouble yeah. imagining this person's parents and just like I think I'm at you. I was always I was always a pretty good kid. I didn't get in trouble very often, so uh, I won't lie. My first thought was, I'm in so much shit. I'm going to get yeah, so much trouble. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, Uh-oh. are you okay? Which is probably not the way to look at it. But but look, when you respond to a crisis, you respond how you respond. That's true. There's no right or wrong way of doing it. And yeah. you actually, we often go through. It's like when I when I've seen bad things happen. Sometimes I've I've actually laughed. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realise the severity, and you're like, oh, crap. You know, but like, it's just the way, you can't judge yourself for the way you respond. No. Everyone would respond those ways. I think so. Yeah. And And, and it, was, uh, it, was, it was traumatic, but mm. needless to say, I thought, you know, I'm happy just watching. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, look, you've segued a little bit into my number oh, three. love to see it. All because right. my number three was also a physical endeavour. Yeah. And it also, <laughs> it was a strong desire, one that I decided full-heartedly to do. Okay. And then one which dissipated very quickly. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, and this was back in my days of being an avid basketballer. Ah, okay. An avid basketballer. Mm-hmm. And I was the tallest kid in school. I was in primary school. I was, I'd, in, I'd, I was in year seven. I'd argue you probably still are the tallest kid in school. I don't know. They're pretty tall these days. I was in year seven, and I just had a fight with my, my, some of my friends, and I was just sitting in the classroom by myself, and I was like, oh, I'm by myself, and I'm like, screw these guys anyway. <laughs> I'm going to become an NBA Basketball player because I was pretty good at basketball. I was all right. I was pretty good at basketball. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna be an NBA basketball. I don't care about anything anymore. <laughs> screw friends. Screw school. I'm just gonna play basketball all day, every day. I'm gonna get in shape. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna learn to jump. Yep, <laughs> learn to jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shoot threes. I'm gonna be a killer basketball player because I, I knew I knew what it took. I knew it took dedication. Sure. Even even at the age of twelve. Yeah. So I. I need to ask. I need to ask what what the fight was about that made you want to just become a basketball I player. I can't remember what the fight was about. I can't remember what the fight was about. But it was actually a fight. I think with my friend Smitty. Oh, Smitty, Smitty. So me and Smitty had a fight. And Everyone's going to Smitty. And then, and then I remember them, but they were walking around looking for me, and I kind of hid away, hid away, and I went and sat on a bench and I was singing. I had this jewel that I'm going to become an NBA basketball player. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Screw this guy. I don't need these, I don't need these people anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I could they me and Smitty made up. And then Smitty was a pretty good basketballer as well. Mm-hmm. And then we played basketball at the time. Yeah. Played for a team at the Warwick Legends Centre called the Untouchables. Oh, yes. Good team. Yep. Because we played with each other all the time. We were a good team. 
a mum pulls up and she goes, you know, that kid right there, she, those two kids right there, she pointed at me and Smitty, they should try out for States. Oh. And for me, I was like, this is validation. Had she seen you play before? Well, I don't know. Or did she, she, just, she was just a bystander at that game. So maybe not because she probably would have been seeing her own child. Oh, but you were playing. You, you were playing a game, though. Sorry, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were playing a game. Sure, sure, the, sure, it sure, wasn't sure. just an adult person like spying on children playing games. <laughs> just scouting yeah, was, in the bushes. <laughs> that kid's fucking tall as uh, shit. He should try for states. There's a strange guy looking at us from the bushes. He must be a scout. <laughs> I'm going to tell him where I live. <laughs> You're there, young boy. Come here. <laughs> sorry, go on, sorry, man. So. She goes, you should try for state. So we looked into it and we found out when the state tryouts were. Yeah. So me and Smitty, we go down. And I remember my dad drove us down there. Drove down to work leisure. We go down there. We do the tryouts. We realise that a lot of other kids are pretty good too. Yeah. And we're trying out and we're probably, I don't want to say we failed. But you- I wouldn't say we stood out either. Because let me tell you something about the straight tryouts then. Yeah. Bunch of ball hogs. <laughs> yeah, of course. They're they all are. a bunch of bloody ball hogs because oh, yeah. they wanted their time in the sun. I was a role player, a team player. Sometimes they stand out more than you think. Well, you would, you would hope so. You would hope so. But my, my horizontal movement, you know, the sidestep, maybe not my, maybe not my strongest asset. Sure. You know, I'm sitting there competing at tryouts, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm getting the sense that maybe I don't quite cut it. Next week comes around, and they're like, it's round two for the tryouts, boys. What do you want to do? I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered anymore. No. Yeah, we couldn't be bothered. Stop it. So we just, we, both, I, we called Smitty, and I'm like, Smitty, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I don't know what's do you know feeling. It's, it's too hot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's too hot. Yeah, I don't want to go either. You know, it's, you're right. It is too hot, actually, now yeah. I think about it. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Those those coaches are probably looking for someone who wasn't a fucking ball hog as well. Yeah, 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 possibly. They were possibly. looking for someone who's going to be like, right, oh, my big Rob sets a good screen. Yeah, that's right. You know, He's a role player. knows what to do. He, he blocks out. Yeah, we, we sets a screen. We wouldn't be talking he's a, right he's now. He's a passing big man. We wouldn't be talking right now, mate. You'd be a fucking superstar. Oh, mate. I'd be in Chicago right now in an apartment. You'd be there too. You would have found your way. I'd be sitting there with PJ Armour. (laughs) (laughs) PJ Armour, when the WWE comes through Chicago, I'll be like, PJ Armour, get on board. Let's go. Let's catch up. That's right. Yeah, we'd still be friends. So it turns out you need Mm. dedication to these things. Yes. That's a big one. I think something like NBA superstar or WWE wrestler falls into profession without trying. (laughs) Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen very often. But at least with WWE, you look at some of the bigger guys and you'd be like, well, look at the size of that guy. Yeah. If they can make it, literally did you realise that they can probably bench like 400 like pounds or something. Yeah, with a whole bunch of horse steroids in their body. But that's uh, not anymore, back in the day. That's true. Back in the day. Uh, maybe not horse steroids, but some... some oh, of some, course. Of some, course not some, horse. some peptide. It, it, it was rife. Some vitamin. Some, yes. Some super vitamin. Some legal super vitamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was rife back then. It was rife. rife. Not anymore. So, so what's uh, what's the plan with the basketball career now then? Just uh, I've retired. Fantasy. I'm now a fantasy basketball manager, <laughs> yep. and I'm trying to make a go of that. <laughs> trying to uh, just enter the league, and if I'm lucky, I'll you know if I'm very lucky, yeah, I might win twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty the, decent price. If I'm lucky actually. twice. I might I might make almost two grand. Jeez, I could retire. That's big money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where my interest lies now. Now I'm just a a, a purveyor. Yes. Uh, an enjoyer of the fine art that is basketball and, and the world and the business around it. I must admit, like uh, being an NBA basketball player was also a bit of a dream of mine growing up as well. Likewise, at yeah. one point, I wanted to be a wrestler as well. Is that right? That's right. I hadn't conceptualised it as well as you. 
No, I, no, I hadn't thought about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going, oh, I, I still, use, I I still use that handle to this day. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> You're number two, uh, Mr. 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 Liam. So my number two, and this is why I'm kind of glad that you changed it from child to just when we were younger. Right. Because this one actually probably fits more into when I was a early, late teenager, early 20s. Right. To be honest, even to now. Even to now. My number two is one of my biggest dreams was to become a travel blogger or a travel right. host or a travel presenter. Uh-huh. So when I was growing up, one of the shows we used to watch a lot around the dinner table was Getaway. with Katri- Around the dinner table? Sure. With Katrina Roundtree. Yeah, Katrina Roundtree. She was an early crush of mine as me well. Me too. <laughs> Got me right to travel because Katrina. Yeah. No, but I used to watch it all the time and we used to sit there and watch them go to all these different places. And I thought, man, what? that's the coolest job in the world. Just being able to travel to a different place and enjoy it and experience it yeah. and record it and yeah. tell everyone else how good it is. Yep. This place that they might never, ever get to go to. But you're there going, hi, guys. Here I am in, you know, Seychelles. How delightful is the Seychelles? And as you can see, my, my presentation skill is <laughs> it's really good. Hello. Hello. Seychelles. Welcome to the Seychelles. Uh, Seychelles. <laughs> Shells. It's bloody Zach Galifianakis' travel show right now. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, I'd watch the shit out of that. Between two though. planes. <laughs> <laughs> Between two wings of Zach Galifianakis as he travels to... Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Rhode Island. It'd be nice to go there. It would be pretty good. As a travel blogger. As a travel there. blogger. I can go there and, and... Well, I mean, sir, I mean, these days, there's the, uh, a lot of people make a living out of doing exactly that. Well, I see. You know, they've, they've formed an online brand and a yeah. personality. They sell merchandise. They get hits on their YouTube sites. They make good money. They travel the world. They live out of a backpack. Well, this is the thing. Like, you watch even nowadays, like, one of my favourite uh, YouTube channels is Abroad in Japan. Chris Broad. Indeed. Who started a YouTube channel when he moved to Japan to teach English. Mm. It literally just this kid doing videos in his really shitty room in these you know, remote parts of Japan. Mm. And all of a sudden his channel just caught on and yeah. he started doing more professional, professional videos until now. He gets paid to basically travel Japan and just do videos about different you know, rural towns and yeah. parts of Japan. And they're fun videos too. They're good videos. They're, they're, fun, they're, they're, they're worth, worth a watch even if you're not... Planning on going to Japan. But it's anything. Like, there's people who do, like, um, who've built up enough of a presence to travel business class everywhere just because they've got enough of a presence. Business class. First class suites, the whole lot. Oh, because they'd get the whole sponsorship fee, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'd be like, thanks to Qatar Air for flying me to Sweden. And this one one guy, he's a really young kid too. I think he's mid-20s. I hate him. Already. You don't even know his name and you hate him. I don't like him already. We'll call him Dominic. What's his actual name? I don't know. Um, I think because of this kind of reaction yeah, right. straight away hate him I don't want to put my name out there that's crazy envy is a poisonous fruit <laughs> it is but he's, he he was able to I would say manipulate the point system you know like every airline has a points kind of right. program yeah, 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 yeah. he was able to manipulate it in a certain way that he just had always a shit ton a metric fuck ton of points always so he could always travel business. He could always travel like a... But how can you do that without actually... Tra- you have to travel to get the point. No, you do not. You use the credit card. Correct. So he was able to work out a way to just transfer points from credit card to credit card. Because, you know, like I joined up a Qantas for a frequent yeah. flight and got 100,000 points, right? Yeah. Which is not, you know, not going to get you far. 
But if you worked out how to roll that over and roll it over and roll it over, and all of a sudden you've got four and a half million, five million points, yeah. you can travel however you want. And you start making the vids. You start making the vids, and all of a He's sudden... got 5 million points. He owes $750,000 in credit card fees, but, that, <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> that's when he takes the first-class flight, opens the window, and just jumps in. <laughs> well, he takes that first-class flight to Venezuela. <laughs> Why Venezuela? I think they don't have an extradition. Uh, if the movies have taught me anything, Venezuela doesn't have an extradition treaty, so you can go there and no one can pull you out. Perfect. Or Ecuador, like Julian Assange. That's true. He went to London, right? He's like, I'm just going to skateboard, uh, skateboard through the entire Ecuadorian embassy for the next four months. Yep. Years. Years. He was, was there for years. They were good sports, Ecuadorians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and eventually they had to get rid of him. And frankly, we all understood. Yeah. Frankly, we all just like, I, yeah, you know, you've done a fair bit. I like, someone comes, someone overstays their welcome at my house for like an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> look, I'm sorry. Like, I've got to, got to work tomorrow. I can get a good time to go. Yeah. That's not a bad, that's not a bad skill to have. Yeah. Because some people don't have that skill. We're just kind of like, I need to go to bed now. Yeah. And this yeah. motherfucker's still here. That's when you need PJ armor to come out. <laughs> Trust in your PJs. It's time to get out of my house. It's time to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should be my finish. Success tomorrow is made by decisions today. <laughs> it really, really uh, promotes uh, good lifestyles. That's and, right. I, I can't believe that I didn't realize that the best finishing move for PJ Armour is some version of the sleeper hold. <laughs> what was I thinking? Sleeping. Oh my God, that's what I should have called it. <laughs> this is funner. This funner PJ Armour. You know, you need to sleep in. But no, <laughs> travel, travel blog. So that, that'd be, my, that'd be my, my idea. I'd just be like, you know, build up a name for myself. And even back before, this before like internet times as well, where I, would, I just thought I'd be like a TV personality. I had, had the had the look yep. and the personality just to be a the voice. Try and understand it, and we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I would just I would I would just I would just be able to go and just mm. and just use everything to to travel the world and just. Well, so it's not too late. It's not. It's is, not too late. The world is, is now full of YouTubers. Yeah. In fact, that's the future. That's all. That's what all the kids do now. They don't watch TV. Yeah. They don't watch Netflix. They just watch YouTube. Yeah. yeah. The kids. The kids. That's what I do too. I know. <laughs> you were ahead of your time, my friend. You were ahead of your time. That's actually secretly what I'm hoping this podcast does for us. Like yeah. just just yeah. spurks off into some sort of. I love it. Oh, we we could. We that's could, rank barn mees in yes. Hanoi. That's rank top three barn mees in Hanoi. Top three intrepid trips. Top three saunas in top, Finland. Top three seats on the Singapore Airlines A380 Dreamliner to New York City. Indeed. Mm. Top three airport <laughs> lounges. Definitely. I like that one. Top three airport cafes. Top three spots. Top three cheeky. Uh, this is a legitimate one that we will actually have to do one day. Hold on. He's writing top, it down. Top three um, airport snacks. Oh. Because I've got one. I've got my number one already. Well, that, that I can tell. <laughs> You're very eagerly writing that one down. Top three airport snacks. Okay. Airport snacks or meals. So you know how you, when you, we, we, both, we both travel yes. and we often go through the same airports. Mm-hmm. I have a little tradition. Yep. Every time I go to one particular airport, yep. I go to the tradition. Okay. And it started this little interest in mine Okay. of the airport ritual. Maybe and it's ritual. Airport ritual. Airport ritual. Airport rituals. There we go. Yeah. I've, on the, put, I've put that on the list. On the fly. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. But, yeah, that, but that's, that's my number two. Like travel, anything to do with travel and being able to film it, do it and – Get it all for free. <laughs> well, what I like about it, I, I would love to do that as well, yeah. particularly from this podcast. Let's, be, let's become celebrities. Yes. 
And what I like about your, your, your number two is that it's realistic and achievable. Yes. Just like my number two. Oh. Which is to be a super-powered mutant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that actually number two? Yeah. Amazing. That's okay. my number two. So, okay. like, I mean, and this was just, you know, and even now, even now when I watch, like, superhero films, I, I sit down and I go, what would my superpower be? Yeah. And I, 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 I visualise my own little kind of characters. It's obviously not a super hip, superpower in telling stories. <laughs> Which might add is, not, is, 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 is something I'm decent at, I'd like to say. I'm just going to sure. throw that out there. I think I'm okay at telling a good yarn. Yes, you But are. this is a broader tale, okay. my friend. This is a journey. A journey. This is a series of, of just growing little little spurts of inspiration that have occurred throughout my life. And it started yeah. with the original Mortal Kombat theme. <laughs> and the emergence in the second film of the character Jax. Oh. Remember how Jax had the big robotic metal arms? You know I remember Jax and his robotic <laughs> arms. Yeah, yeah. I envisaged myself, and I was like, if I'm going to be a, like a mutant or a superpower, it would be Jax. I would Jax. have to be Jax. Like, yeah. I would have to have these. But I've changed. I've changed. So then when I was in X-Men, I really wanted to be Wolverine because okay. of his adamantium uh, skeleton and his healing power. It basically made him invincible. Yes. But I'd always put like a little twist. It's like, well, what if Wolverine, instead of having spikes, what if Wolverine could speak to animals? <laughs> you know, like 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 the the um. Would he still have, Would he still have Adam Doctor Doolittle? No, the guy in purple. What's the guy in purple's name? The Phantom, like the Phantom. You know, he could talk to animals. He could like set a tiger on you. Like, what if you're invincible with an adamantium skeleton, but then you could set tigers on people? Yeah. Another inspiration came from the Kevin Costner film Waterworld. Okay. <laughs> when he could, when he had gills behind his ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had this amazing catamaran. Yeah. And I've still, I still dream about catamarans to this day. Because of the because of the film Waterworld, <laughs> which for me is a bit of a go to rewatchable classic. Like I can go back. I've, I've seen Waterworld several times. Because Waterworld is considered it's always panned from what I've. Um, it's a famous bomb. Yeah, but really not a bad film. Okay, I don't think, and, and it's got Kevin Costner just cruising around on this on this really wicked boat. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can dive into the water with gills, and you can just go swimming because he's got webbed toes. He's got web toes and gills. I, I have to watch this movie, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to that list of things we've got to watch. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterworld, Waterworld. Yeah. So that was another thing. Um, there, was a, there was a cartoon, and I, for the life of me, can't remember what it was called. One of the characters was a guy who could come in and out of shadows. Oh. So he could come in and out of shadows. Oh. So, like, in the cartoon world, when there's very high contrasty shadows. Yeah. It was a wicked concept, yeah. You know, because it had like the like the dimly lit alleyway, and he'd pop out from like the shadow. Super here. familiar. Then he'd jump in, and then he'd pop out from here. You know, then he'd jump in and pop out from there. In real life, just have a look right now around yeah. at the shadows in this room. Not exactly high contrasty shadows that you could just like emerge out of. Really, is it? I'd be impressed if you could. <laughs> but I had this whole idea in my head of like being able to come in and out of shadows. But more importantly, in my head, I was like, well, in the shadow world. Like when I go into a shadow, I don't just go into nothing. I go into a shadow world. You see, so so each shadow is into does a doorway to a different dimension for me. Damn, this is my power. Right. So I'd go into a shadow. Yeah. So I could stalk you down the street, for example. So if you're walking down the street, I'd like be walking along, and I'd jump into a shadow, then I pop up on the other side of the street, and then I you know, and then I just I just pop around in the shadows, you know, like Batman. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, yeah, I like take you out. So you pop into the shadow, yep. but you'd be able to pop out into the same world. So you went into a shadow world and you were like, yep. right. So shadow, shadow, all the shadows around you are just portals. And I could go from one shadow yeah. to, a, to another shadow in the same room. Yeah. And I could go from one shadow to another shadow on the other side of the world. 
I'm being followed so I could by go- <laughs> Shadow. So I go into the shadow world, yeah. and then in my head I imagine this was also my safe place. So the shadow, the shadows are like not like the shadow world is not like a different world altogether. It's just the sh- you're in the shadow. It's a dimension. Okay, I go into the shadow. Yeah, you see, when I step into the shadow, I go, I do go into a different like dimension, and I can instantaneously pop out into another shadow. Yeah, or I can also hang in the shadow world for a while. And in the shadow world, I go into like almost, you know how the Matrix, he goes into the Matrix and he pulls out stuff everywhere. Sure. So I could do that. I could go into the shadow world yeah. and I could then come out of the shadow world with a couple of sh- grenade launchers. <laughs> and just and t- I throw the grenade launchers into the shadow and I put my hand into another shadow. I pull out a samurai sword. Amazing. And then I start... So I could actually like bring out different tools and weapons out of the shadows. In particular, out of the shadows, this was when the film Desperado was around, right? <laughs> So I had shadows, the shadows within my clothing I could pull things out of. So I could reach into my jacket pocket, Yeah, I could pull out a, a pistol or a grenade. Yeah, right. Or I could like, or I could shoot two guns out of my, out of my sleeve shadows. Okay, so you're a, <laughs> you're a villain in this fight. <laughs> I'm a hero. It sounds pretty villainous, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm a misunderstood, misunderstood anti-hero maybe. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. Yeah. So that was my, so that was my, one of my superpowers. Yeah. And, you know, to this day, when I'm watching Marvel films, I still sit there and I go, what would my superpower be? And I imagine... Like, <laughs> Everything. Superpowers, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I might be some kind of... And I've realised now, that when I'm watching a film, I'm like, okay, so... And I'm, I'm, I'm moving moving things with the power of my mind. I'm um, jumping around. I'm teleporting. You know, I kind of realise it all comes down to being a Jedi Knight. Okay. That's when I when I realise all of my little things. Now I'm like now in my modern, you know. Now I just want to be Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so now I want to I want to grow and I want to be Obi Wan. Yeah. And I want to be a wise mm-hmm. samurai like soldier and master of the force. Well, it makes more sense able to manipulate minds and, and yeah. pull things, move the reality, move things with my mind. And that does make more sense than a metal arm, talk to animals. Psychic shadow man abomination that you were talking about before. <laughs> oh man! So, like, like me with my wrestling, what was what would be your your mutant name? I never really came up. I'd never that good with oh, names. Okay. I'd always come up with a name, and I'd be John. like, I'd be like, oh, no, it's not a really good name. I'd come up with names. I was never really happy with the name. Names, titles, and names have never been my strong suit. Okay, so I'd have. I would have had to come to you. Ah, for a name, sure. you would have been my professor Xavier. Ah, yeah, PJ Armour. Yep. In the, in the manor, <laughs> sitting there sharpening his mace, <laughs> sleeping occasionally <laughs> between shy. naps. Oh gosh, it would be so. That's my number two. So when did mutant well, superpower? And so mutant superpower. When did when did this um when did this hit you though? When you were a young kid, when has it left you? Oh, you still want to be this still want to be a mutant? Amazing, superpowers. amazing. I'd like to teleport now. If I could do anything, I think I'd be a teleporter. So, I think we have covered this on an, unpop- on an unpublished uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> review. Yeah. But the practical abilities of teleportation, I think, uh, are second yes. to none. Yeah, yeah. Second to none. Because not only would it, would, it, would it be useful in a battle mm-hmm. or a bit of espionage. Sure. Um, it would also be very practical in day-to-day life. I think so. Yeah, you could teleport to the shops. Yep. You could teleport. You wouldn't, have to, you wouldn't need Uber Eats because you could just teleport. This was published. In like our last podcast. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, I, okay. Yeah, we we're talking about like how which is published today. It, it's we were talking about the, tra- the teleportation device when we could travel yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And now we're doing it on this one. You must love it, man. You really must love. Well, 
Yeah. Maybe that's where it came from. We we started doing these podcasts and it's been rattling around in my head. <laughs> I've been watching um I've been watching like like some older animations and stuff sure. like that. And I've been just thinking again about having mm. a superpower. It started and it probably did start with X Men, to be fair. I said mm. it started with Mortal Kombat and I probably started with X Men. It started with the X Men cartoon. <laughs> one of the best <laughs> one of the greatest themes of all time. It has to be one of the greatest themes of all time. <laughs> and particularly uh, Gambit. Gambit was the one I wanted to be back then. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Gambit was awesome. Casino, ta- ca- Casino Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. My boy. So, uh, no, we come to the numero uno of the, ev- of the evening. So my, my number one is actually quite, uh, quite poignant to what we're doing right now. Podcaster. At the age of six, you yes. don't know what podcasts are. Correct. I'm going to be a podcaster. Correct. What's your number one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, so when I was probably around about 10 or 11, yep. my dream, and the one that I probably put the most work towards mm-hmm. as, a, as an 11-year-old, uh, was being a, a radio presenter, a DJ. Right. So I used to – so this is probably the time when you had a, a CD player and a cassette player – in one device. I do remember the day. I'm sure you do. Yes. Beautiful times. And the cassette tapes. Yeah. Making the mixes. So we, uh, we used to have this, um, this CD player cassette tape combination that had a little microphone in it. Yeah. You know those really shitty microphones that just don't really do much, right? So I would, I would set this up in my room. And I, was, I guess I was almost embarrassed to do it, I suppose, because I would close my door and you know, barricade my door so no one would come and listen to me do it, even yeah. though sound goes through walls and doors. Yeah. But I used to have a whole set, stack of CDs next to me. Yep. And I used to put them in and be like, okay, so next up on our top five for this evening, we've got Spice Girls, Wannabe, and uh, <laughs> Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Because uh, that's how I sounded when I was a young kid. I probably just sound like this, to be honest. Do you still have the- <laughs> <laughs> Just 11-year-old kid? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for the 8 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> you just came out as a baby and you were like, wah, wah, mama, just kill the man. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so I used, to, I used to sit there and I used to record hours worth of my radio show mm. to a cassette tape. Mm. So I'd play the CD on one, I'd get the sound going, I'd do my introductions, I'd do my little talk show segment in between. Sure, yeah. Play play the music, and then fade it out. Turn the volume down on this one, and then start my talking again. And be like, That's awesome, yeah. So I used to like record like all these all these different things, and then listen back to them and be like, oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, and it really kind of kickstarted my my want and my desire to do that kind of stuff. And I followed through on that one. Well, I say followed through. This is probably the closest I've come to following through on that. Uh, yep. yep. On that dream when I was a young lad, I've been to several broadcasting schools and. Afters in uh, Fox Studios in Sydney. I've done courses there on how to do like voiceover and radio and stuff like that, but never really, never really progressed. But when I was doing this list and I was trying to think about things that I wanted to be when I was younger, yeah, yeah, this is probably yeah. the one that I seriously put a lot of effort into. Yeah, like, right. I wasn't super creative when I was a kid. Mm. Like my brother was. Sort of so you say that, but you but you are though. Like you wanted to be a radio host. You made radio shows. You developed. You designed cor- the character PJ Armor. <laughs> I'll correct myself. I wasn't very f- handy. I wasn't a handyman. I wasn't very good with my hands. Right. So when my brother was able to make like he'd get like a box of Lego and just be able to put it together in twenty minutes. Yeah. This thing that said it would take you four hours. He'd just be like a savant for it. Just like, yeah. Done. Yeah. That wasn't me. Yeah. 
I was never able to do any of that kind of stuff. But I guess my creati- my creativity kind of spawned in in that way, much like it does today. Yeah, you know, this is this is this is currently a hobby. Would yeah. I like it to get bigger? Sure. I mean, I, I think we'd both be lying to ourselves if we didn't say it would be good to get a few more listeners and 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 stuff through the uh, through the airwaves. But it's just it it was always a pipe dream, and it still kind of is a pipe dream. Just to kind of, but this is this is exactly what I used to do, just more advanced as a as a ten or eleven year old. Isn't that fascinating? But isn't that yeah. fascinating that both your one and two are actually quite they're achievable things? I think so. People do it. Oh yeah, people do it all the time. I've met, I've known heaps of people that have been digital nomads that have become digital nomads that have lived out of their suitcases. Yeah, and they've just made these little. They've developed a skill set. They've made little. You know, they've developed a. Connections and links and a profile and, a, and content, some kind of, and most of it is diversified. And I'm pretty good at living out of suitcase. I've done, you I've lived do out of suitcases for years. You have, yeah. So I met this one guy who used to write self help books, and I'm like, do you have any skill? Like, do you have any like any any education in psychology? He's like, mm. nah. <laughs> He's like, nah. I just do my own research. I'm like, at the time, yeah. do I do my own research? I was like, oh yeah, cool, man. That's that's all right. And then I, now I'm like. Um, you can't say that now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, maybe you actually need like a qualification and credentialed <laughs> qualifications that have gone through uh, systems of, of of integrity. There's famously a book that someone wrote, I quote unquote, wrote and published and sold, yep. and it was a self help book, and people would purchase it, and then every single page in there was blank, except for the first one, which was just kind of like giving the instruction to write things down as they thought about them. It was essentially a diary, really. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, there's a lot of like, just there's a lot of a lot of dodgy people out there. Sure, right? there's a lot of dodgy people out there. Yeah. And, and some of the people that I met in the, in my periods living overseas, yeah. who I never was a digital nomad, but I met people that were digital nomads. To be honest with you, I didn't actually meet that many people of those people who I thought really contributed much to the world. No, or really produced anything of value. In fact, most of the time they told you about what they did, I was like, oh, that kind of sounds suspect. Yeah. Um, and, and not to say that those people don't exist, there's people that do exist. The, the broad in, in, abroad in Japan, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Local, local celebrity Aussie men. Yeah. You know, good people that have made a good living making internet, internet content. 100%. But there was also a whole bunch of people out there that were a little bit suspect. Well, I think, I think that's because a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the stuff nowadays tends to be kind of either shock, shock humour or, um, yes. or just like lazy kind of clickbaity kind of shit. Yeah, that's you know? true. So we need to be more clickbaity. We do. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's that, 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 that's one Facebook I'm like, the changes begin tonight. And then they left it at that so everyone can... I like it, I like yeah, it. Right. It's a change. Exactly right. Market, marketing brilliance. But no, the, the, the reason that it kind of... Um, the reason that this kind of came to my head was literally back to when I was a young kid mm. and that whole scenario, my whole little setup of a stack of CDs. I'm trying to think what my... Uh, I used to have a number one, Savage Garden. Savage, Savage Garden? Yeah, yeah. I used to love Savage Hold Garden. Hold the phone. Yeah, yeah, I used to love Savage first Garden. First album? It's the one with like the... Uh, I, I want no, you no, which was your first... What was your first ever album that you purchased, that you bought? Oh, good question. I, know, I remember the first ever album that I was gifted was Natalie and Brulia Torn. Natalie and Brulia. On CD? Mine was Frente. Friend, Frente? Frente. Guess que se Frente? Frente? This is... You were probably... When Frente was big, I would have been like five, six, seven. Frente. So, Frente. Absolutely, Kelly Street, where friends and strangers sometimes meet. Do you know what? Huge, huge for a, bit, a period of time. Do you know what? I, before I, your time. I There's only three years difference between me and you. <laughs> and the fact that Frente was before your time shows how young I was. I pride myself on my musical knowledge, and the fact that I don't know Frente is, uh, 
Well, sir, I'm about to I'm about to learn. I'm going to go to school. You do have to go and look up Friend Day because it was a classic. I will, and I'd be curious just to go back and find out a bit more about Friend Day myself. I'm trying to think about what the first album I actually purchased was, though myself. I remember mine. What was yours? The Batman Forever soundtrack. Oh, was that the one with um the seal? Kiss by a rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like a and it was with my birthday money that. too. I was like, "That's my birthday money." I went to the Whitford City shop. Was it the one with Smashing Pumpkins on there as well? There was a couple of Smashing oh, Pumpkins. Oh, no, that was Batman and Robin. Don't remember. Was okay, yeah. yeah. No, this is, I just remember. This. I don't remember much about it. I remember the cover. Bang it. Look, I'm like proud of this fact. No, bang it. No, bang it. Soundtrack. Seal. Yeah, the whole the whole soundtrack. I mean, Seal's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is on there? I don't know. Probably more Seal. Crazy by Seal. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> uh, Do you mind if I have a quick little? No, have, have a have a gander because I'm trying to think because I know that I was gifted a lot of CDs when I was quite young. Mm. The first CD I can remember purchasing it can't it can't be correct because I was there must have been something. Uh, Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me by you two. Oh, you, you know how they had, had a PJ Harvey song on there. One time too many by PJ Harvey. Had Kiss from a Rose by Sil- had Massive Attack. The hunter wow. gets captured. Yeah. There is light by Nick Cave. Jesus. The Riddler by Method Man. The Passenger by Michael Hutchins. What the fuck? Bad <laughs> Days by the Flaming Lips. What is this soundtrack? This is the Batman Forever soundtrack. I've never actually looked at it. This has got like a. This has got serious. Do you still, ha- do you still have that soundtrack? No, this sounds amazing. I wouldn't have it. I would not have this soundtrack. What a fucking eclectic mix as well. What an eclectic mix of people. Method Man Seal. The flaming fucking lips. Some guy called Eddie Redder. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> but no, Eddie Redder. <laughs> Massive attack. I can't believe this. Unbelievable. Do you know, Unbelievable. Well, do you, there you go. So maybe I should be proud of my Batman Forever soundtrack. Maybe that was a damn good soundtrack. Joel Schumacher, a provocateur filmmaker, finding his way in Hollywood. Do you know, the more I think about it, the more I, the more I think that my first CD was like one of those so fresh CDs, mm. and it had like um, oh yeah, Eiffel sixty five blue on it. I don't know, probably Strawberry Kisses by Nicky Webster. No, I'm just kidding. That was way too later. That was much much later. But it was one of those kind of mix mix. You kind only of, purchased that one as an adult. No, <laughs> I've like been Nikki Webster. Strawberry Nikki Kisses. Webster. Well, I remember. I, this is a. Side I, remember, I remember. I remember the F-O-G-M. side effect. Yeah, <laughs> she's eighteen, lads. <laughs> yeah. It's like what the hell? I, I was eighteen, I think, at the time. Yeah. I was like nineteen, twenty, and I was still. I yeah. was just like, this is <laughs> sick. I, I think. I think that was the death nail of FHM, rightfully so. Is, is it still? Is it dead right. or is it still there? Oh, FHM, FHM has been gone for a while. Gone for a while. I don't think. That was, I don't gone think gone that was the, these days. I don't think that was the death. The death Nikki nail. Webster. Look, maybe that was the. That was my turning point. Yeah. Oh, this person who's now an adult who I saw singing when I was a child. How dare they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Should I get in? Uh, now we've gone on to. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Please do. Topic. Yes, please, please, please. So it's interesting that we've come around here and we've looked at these passions that still still burn. Yeah, we've, we've gone to wrestling. We've gone to mutants. We've gone to radio. Where are we going now? So for me, yeah. one of my early dreams, my first point where I was like, this is what I want to be, yeah. was a film director. Oh. And I'll be honest, that, that dream has never really left me. It hasn't. And I still, you I do. still just constantly have ideas. Yeah. And like all of like the theme about all of these previous uh, incarnations of dreams, Liam, mm-hmm. the pursuit of them has always been the hard part. That's correct. Now, I would like to say that I did not, not pursue film. I did pursue film. Of course you did, yeah. You know, I did a film degree. I tried to work in bits and pieces of it for a while, but then it all just became, I didn't like, you know. Anyway, didn't quite match up with my life at the time. Sure. Didn't quite like the industry. Yeah. 
And I found myself just working and not actually pursuing the, the dream. Sure. You know, the creative side of it. Yeah. But where this dream began is probably at an unexpected place. Oh. Because I was fortunate enough to turn 18 in the year 1999. Okay. And 1999 is a, is a classic film year. Like mm. so many amazing films came out in 1999. And for me, the in cinema experiences that I had yeah. was uh, being John Malkovich, well, okay. Magnolia, yep. and Fight Club. Oh. All kind of came out in 1999. I remember watching those all in the cinema and just being blown away. Do you, me, do you want me to read out some of the 1999 films? Because it is a classic year that I like to promote because I'm proud. Yes. So firstly, one of the greatest classics, She's All That, <laughs> <laughs> with Freddie Prince Jr. Classic. And another early crush. Early crushes of the year. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Rachel Evan Wood. Oh, yeah. She was definitely a crush. Yeah, and yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so but let's look here. Let's look at, let's look at So we had Fight Club, Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. We've got The Virgin Suicides. We've got The Matrix. American Beauty, we've got The Sixth Sense, we've got Damn. Magnolia. You know, so, these, so as you can see, it was a big, big uh, film year. Mystery Men. Point being, you would think that those films was the thing that inspired people. No. My journey to wanting to be a filmmaker happened before that. Before that? And do you know where it happened? You've already mentioned her name once already. Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah. Mad About You. Oh, yeah. Her husband, Paul, Paul Reiser. Reiser. yeah. In the show Mad About You, yeah. I was 14 or 15 watching Mad About You, and I realised, like, Paul Reiser's character, yeah. not only was he married to Helen Hunt, but Paul Reiser was a, f- a documentary filmmaker. Right. And I just like, just started thinking about documentary filmmaking and making TV and, and all this kind of stuff. I was like, that's what I want to be. I remember walking to my parents' room, and I was like, Mum, Dad, I want to be a filmmaker. And then I just kind of just you know, got going from that point. Mm. And then the interest just never left. Amazing. And it started not with... Serious, fancy art, art house. And it started with Paul Reiser and Mad About You. And it's funny because I was going back before I was talking about how I used to watch things at the dinner table, mm. you know, Getaway. Mad About You was another one we used to watch because it used to feel that seven, the, the coveted seven o'clock spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. When, we, when we were growing up, that seven o'clock spot was like gold. It was the gold. Friends, it was the Mad About You, the Nanny, Seinfelds, like all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a classic. Mad it's about the you. best shows that were yeah. just rolling out, rolling out one after the other. Every night there'd be a great show at seven o'clock. There's one, there's one episode of Mad About You that really sticks out in my mind, actually. And it was the episode where they just had, I believe it was their first child. Yeah. And it's a one-shot episode where the baby is crying and they're, 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 they're trying to not interact with it because it's try, they're trying to work through it. Really? Yeah. They did it all in one shot? It's all one shot, or at least it's made to look like that. Yeah. And the whole point of the episode is just them sitting outside their kid's room while it's crying yeah. and they're not interacting with it because they want to teach it a bit of um, individuality. Self-regulation. And self-regulation and, and, um, and control and that kind of stuff. And they're just there the entire time and the whole whole 30 minutes is just them struggling. Wow. So it was one of those sitcom moments where they try to do something serious and real. Yeah, and I still remember it. Yeah, wow. Like 20 years later. I love that stuff in the old city. And you know what I love mm. thinking back to it about the 7 o'clock time slot like you mentioned? Yeah. Was that the beginning of like the binge? Yeah. Because like that wasn't when the shows were new and being released. That was older episodes. So they take a show of older episodes, and they'd put it from Monday to Friday at 7 o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. And they'd just play it through all the way to the end. Yeah. You know? Like, that was how I watched so many shows. Like, MASH, you'd play it through. Then at the end of that series, they'd put <laughs> a new series, you know? And yeah. then you'd play it through that series. At 7 o'clock, there was always one of those classic shows that was always on. 
And it was always just rolling through. And it's like the original, it's like a binge kind of habit, you know, where you watch the same show night after night after night after night after night. Yeah. And so and so, what was it about Mad About You? I feel like I kind of I derailed it a little bit, my apologies. But like, what was it about that that made you want to be a... You know, it's bizarre. I think it was just the lifestyle, being a film director, living in New York. Yeah. You know, like he was just like, he just seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. And there was this one episode where it showed his job. And he was on the side of the street. He was standing behind, he was sitting on a crane... Yeah. At the camera. So he was also a, a DAP sitting behind the camera and he was filming a time lapse of a, of a, of a plant. Right. So he was just filming a time lapse and it was all about his, his just like how boring actually it was. <laughs> we're just going to film this buddy plant. And they sit there the whole time with the camera focused on this time lapse. And all this kind of stuff is happening around the crew and for him, you know, he's balancing all these crises and, and what's going on in his life. But he's just like, no, we're going to keep rolling. It's the time lapse. It's the time lapse. And at the end, someone just walks in and crushes the, the plant. Yeah. But anyway, that moment, for whatever reason, isn't it funny how those kind of things stick with you though? Like yeah. after like all those years, mm. you, that that one scene about a time lapse of a plant made you go, "This seems like the coolest shit in the world." Yeah, to the point where I did a degree on it. Yep, pursued it. Yep, still have an interest in it. Sure, still go home. I was jotting a few lines down last night. Yeah, you, 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 it's still very much part of your of, of your life. And it, it's it's easy to tell that. Like you've got a passion for it still. I do. What lines do you write down? I'm writing a, a short film. Oh, yeah? I was writing a scene. You don't have to tell me about what I'm going to say. No, that's fine. That's fine. I've realised I started digging into a place where I'm not supposed to dig. Indiana Jones trying to take things off the pelvis. <laughs> and now you're just putting your hand through the, the wall, grabbing the Cobra hat, <laughs> putting it on and I'm at, running off. I'm out of here. There's a boulder coming yeah, out. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You were trying to replace my dream with a bag of marbles onto a, onto a stone pillar. You were like, I'm going to take Rob's dream, put it... And, like, and then... You, you smartly pulled away. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like you would have attacked me. Well, I think there's a common theme throughout both of ours, actually. What's that? Uh, we both still kind of want to do our number one things. Yes, that is true. You want to do your number one and number two. I want to do... I've been wanting uh, to do number one and number two since we started this podcast. I don't want to be an NBA basketball player anymore. No, I've I, ruled that one out. And me and a wrestler. I still would be a superhero. You would. I could. Yep. Although, with the, you know, now that we understand, you know, if you're a superhero, you've got to actually kill people. Shadow, Shadow Supervillain is the Shadow Supervillain. <laughs> you're number two. Shadow Supervillain. <laughs> but yeah, content makers is what we're doing with this podcast, really, isn't it? And do you know what? I, I must admit, like, this is this has been a kind of a breath of fresh air for, my, for, for me. Yes. To actually do this. Yes. Uh, because it does kind of tickle that little itch that I had. Yeah, for, for doing that stuff that I used to do when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, sure, it's not a it's not a tape deck anymore. It's not a CD player, but this you know fancy piece of equipment that we use to yeah. record yeah. things on a table. Yeah, that's what a fancy piece of yeah, equipment we, we, that we're recording. On plug right these now. plug these microphones directly into the table. <laughs> and where we go? Well, we're recording on to be specific. You know, that's, that's pedantics. Pedantics. Semantics. Semantics and pedantics. <laughs> 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 oh dear! But but it is the same thing, right? This is this is literally the same thing. This is the same thing. You're writing stuff. You'll get back into it, I'm sure. You know, you did it in Lao. Mm. You did that stuff in Lao as well, right? You yeah, I've made some. I've got some stuff in there, but just never. Yeah, but it's hard to. It's like it was to be the NBA basketball player. Yeah. Or the professional wrestler. It's hard to see it through. And that's what we're working on. Is, we're working on seeing it through. Is Finding Closure still on Vimeo? Uh, Finding Closure is somewhere on YouTube. So if you want to see on one YouTube. of YouTube. Oh, should I share it? Sure. We'll share finding closure on our, on our socials. There we go. So find, finding closure, one of Rob's early uh, early pieces. And I'll put them. I'll start. A, we started Instagram tonight. I'll start up on a YouTube one as well. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? This is uh, this would be a, a beautiful short film, all ad libbed, no script, starring uh, yours truly. I use that word. I, I use the word starring very loosely. 
And we'll probably we'll promote that on the socials. So it's motivation to get on the socials and follow the podcast. Yeah, please do, guys. Please get on it. Uh, give us ideas. We're definitely more than welcome, to, uh, more than open to taking ideas from everybody into what to rank. We'll make this much more of a uh, interactive podcast than, uh, than before as well. We are. We want feedback. We want audience participation. And we still, I've still got one honorable mention to go. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Sneaky boy. <laughs> All right, so let's let's finish up with your your cheeky honourable mention. Well, I want to I want I, I need to talk on this one a little bit. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to mute my microphone, and have a swig of water while you talk about it. Go for it. Okay, so things we wanted to be when we were younger. There was a period of life like we talk about the uh, imagine imagining you know alternative universes and realities. I remember when I, I read like a certain book, a post apocalyptic book. I'd imagine that that world, that book. When I was a uh, a young man. <laughs> there was a period of time, yeah. and I'll explain this after I say it. Sure. It was a very brief period of time where I was like, I want to be a woman. <laughs> okay, all right. And this is not to uh, minimise or, 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 you know, talk, speak to the trans experience, because sure. I'm, not, I'm not trans, I'm not gender queer in any way, shape, or form. No. But for a short period of time, there was a real distinct curiosity Right. As to what it would actually be like. And I put to you, Liam, that yes. I think everyone has had this moment of curiosity at some point in their life. Unquestionable. When you kind of go, what the hell would it be like to yeah. have one of those bodies yes. instead of this body? Yeah, I, I wonder that often. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I actually think it's a very, very, like, so, I, I, you know, I, I, I won't lie. I think I think it's actually a natural part of growing up. Oh, it could be. I mean, it's it was mainly. I so distinctively remember when I was younger. Mm. Yeah, you know, just this having this kind of like, what would that be like? I think it's a curiosity. That we and I, to be honest, I still, you know, I'm still perplexed. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I still wonder. I still wonder. I think it's a natural. I think it's a natural natural curiosity that we all have. I reckon it's a natural curiosity. What would it be like to be something or just, someone else? Just for like a day or a week or something, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, for a day or a week. Anyway, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> and well, that's all I have to say about that. That's a very, very, it's a very deep thing to share, though. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us for the first episode of That's Rank, the That's Rank podcast. Mm. How'd you feel about that, Rob? Oh, I felt it was, uh, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. Please do write in with your own uh, dreams and aspirations. Top th- top three things you wanted to be when you were younger. Absolutely, and and just to just to reiterate, that's rank pod pretty much at everything now. So that that's rank pod at Twitter, yeah, uh, at gmail.com. That's rank pod at gmail.com. Yeah, and that's right rank on in. Insta as well. Yeah. we've got them all. We've yeah. taken them. Or if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably also got our personal mobile phone numbers and <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Social. You know what our parents do for a living. Yeah, it's, all, it's all good. But no, we, we're really keen to have everyone write in, share their experiences, share their stories as well. So hopefully you yeah. guys can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, and if you are coming on board from the Spontaneous Miscellaneous podcast, you probably wouldn't have made it this far going, is this the right podcast? Yeah. But if you have made it this far, thank you very much. Um, this is what we'll be doing moving forward. It's going to be fair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And until next time, Rob, anything, any last words? That's all I got. That's all he's got. Take care, everybody. 